following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Good morning, Boston. Morning, Boston. What's happening? I said that twice because, like, I had turned the level on my headphones down and I couldn't hear myself in my head. And that's an uncomfortable feeling for a podcaster. It's like, where is my voice? If you don't have your voice, what do you have? Ellen Kylie, I asked my guest. Am I right? You are correct. That's uh, called a segue or a save or something like that. Uh, Ellen is um, the owner, founder, grand poobah of EMK Consulting Group, which you can find at emkconsultinggroup.com. Is that correct? That is correct. So Ellen's a professional coach, PR maven, uh, PR consultant to the stars, or at least the uh, stars of the Boston professional world, and we're going to get... She also digs cars, I just found out. Not the Disney movie cars. Although I imagine you like that movie. Uh, yes, of course. It's, it, it, it's a classic. You, 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 you got to love... Um, yeah. I, was, I was about to say Buzz Lightyear. Uh, no, it's... Uh, what, who's the guy? Um, Dirk Lightfoot. Uh, who's the, the main character in Cars... Ellen, you should know it, being a Cars person. Um, That's okay. Um, Owen Wilson was the voice. No, no, I'm screwing the whole thing up. Lightning McQueen. Owen Wilson was Lightning McQueen. I swear I didn't just look that up on the internet. Uh, More on that later, but for the moment anyway, welcome again to the Boston Podcast. It is the city's only Monday through Friday daily podcast that I know of because no one's directed me to a different one. So I'm just going to keep saying that and tell you that you can find out more at pod617.com about our Westwood Studios, how you can produce your own podcast and maybe be like me. Wouldn't that be cool? Wait, no, no, strike that. Don't be like me. Be like you. Have your own podcast. Have your own voice. Just like we do here on the Boston Podcast, telling the the stories and the personalities of the city. I do need to thank my sponsor right at the top, the U.S. Postal Service. Did you know they're the second largest employer in the United States, offering paid training and ways to move up? Apply today at usps.com slash careers. U.S. Postal Service, deliver for the nation. You know, they're the second largest employer in the U.S. I've now been saying that on the show for a while. And I don't know who the first largest is. Do you know who the first largest is? I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. Oh, you know what? Uh, Alexa, let's put her to use. Alexa, who is the largest employer in the United States? Sorry, I'm not sure about that. Alexa, you are useless. So, um, yeah, give us an example of maybe a success story. You don't have to name names because I know you're... you're... Alexa, stop. Shut up. What, what What did she say? Did you hear what she said? I missed that. <laughs> Are you horrified that I'm here fighting with an inanimate object? It can be a nice friend, right? It, so, she, yeah. she can be. All right. Alexa, let's be friends. Let's see what she says. She's I'm glad you are my friend. I'm glad you are my friend. <laughs> that was really heartfelt. Yeah, yeah. But then if you add, do you have Alexa at home? I no? don't. Yeah. I don't. Well, you can see how useful she is. 
Um, it, I mean, you know, she's got she's got jokes. I'll say that like this. Um, Alexa, surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Okay, so she's got some jokes. <laughs> Other than that, she's not in the weather. She's good for and you know sports scores. Other than that, she infuriates me. Um, maybe I need to get a roommate that that you don't uh, plug into a wall. So, um, give us an example, <laughs> Ellen, of the way you uh, lift some of these um, companies up and other folks that you work with. Uh, sure, I have a couple of examples, both on the coaching and the PR side. So, um, can certainly start with the PR side. I have a very strong rac- track record of regularly getting my clients in the media, both locally and nationally. And um, I've seen instances where it has absolutely turned into new client work. So, someone you know was had a specialty, and I got them quoted in you know one of the journals, and uh, a client reached out to them and, and hired them. When you say journal. That Boston was Business Journal, BBJ. Okay, BBJ. Yep. So what? Like what? Um, what do people want these days? Because I feel like in the old days. Now I'm a veteran of uh, the trade media, being uh, at Massachusetts Lawyers Weekly for 15 years, yep. and I feel like I had a grasp on like if you were a lawyer, it was great to be in our paper, Lawyers Weekly. If you're sort of a business owner, BBJ, great. And then everybody loved being in the Globe and the Herald. And then if you lucky, you got a little TV too. You know, on the local networks, and if you were super lucky, maybe you got on, you know, a national. But I feel like it's been blurred with the internet and blogs and Huffington Post and YouTube. And has it really has it changed? Like, do people want different stuff? Um, I think people still love being in the media because it just shows expertise, not leadership. And it's you know you can leverage social media to promote that. So say you know you write an article and you get it published, you can share it away, and everyone you know can share it away as well. Mm-hmm. So the internet is not like a replacement for that. Like, do you yeah. ever place people and you don't? I take you don't bother with like blogs or try to get someone like quoted in a. In a popular blog, not so much? I actually do. I do. I I mix it up. So it could be everything from the Wall Street Journal, again, to the Boston Globe, to getting someone on New England Cable News. Um, Mm -hmm. But also there's a lot of blogs out there, and blogs are very popular. So why not, you know, get a mix? Does... um is Jim Browdy still over there at New England Cable News or no? Do we know? I'm not sure. That's all right. Um, Yeah, I used to... I used to love what they did over there, and I just confess I haven't watched in a while. For all I know, it's still excellent. But they had, uh, you know, Jim Browdy, uh, they had Chet Curtis, rest in peace, uh, Chet, for a while. He was there. He was great. And I remember knowing the producer, John Van Skoyak, who I'm going to guess he's retired. Um, Not that he was super, super old, but I thought I heard he retired. But anyway, they did a quiz show, which was really fun. They did like a, it was like their version of like, wait, wait, don't tell me the NPR thing. And so I remember going on with a couple of colleagues from Lawyers Weekly, and it would be like a, a current events quiz. And I deeply wanted to win every time. I don't remember whether I actually won, but um, it was fun. So um, what are, like, when you when you coach people up, okay, yep. what are some of the problems that you are curing when it comes to that? 
So it, it really ranges. So I work with everyone from the managing partner to the newest associate, and everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses. Right? You could even have a major book of business, but you need coaching because you need accountability. Um, it could be I have absolutely no idea how to market myself. Where should I be spending my time? I don't even know what's out there, and I help people with that. Mm-hmm. It could be building someone's confidence and helping them get comfortable asking for business. I, you know, I've seen... Young lawyers, they have a brother-in-law that is a general counsel, and they never thought of asking them, hey, could you work with my firm? Yeah. And after I work with them, they you know, they finally ask, and then like, wow, that, you know, that, that was easy. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's a big thing that people don't get right um, is how, how to know when to ask for business. So I guess you, you, if I hear you correctly, um, they you can help with that because, because – you know, there, there may be, you know, a lot of people, let's say, I don't know, you're a corporate lawyer and your your prime uh, candidate for a client is a CEO of a tech company. And you live on the same block as a guy who's CEO of a tech company, but you're too, you know, uh, bashful. I think this happens a lot, don't you? That you're too bashful to, to ask for business. So yeah. how would you coach someone like that up? Um, well, if you look at it as you could be helping them, right? They know you, they trust you. Why not be helpful to them? And mm-hmm. I'll never forget one day I learned years ago, and, and I know it's very uncomfortable for a lot of people at any level to ask for business, and you have to get comfortable with it. Um, but I, I'll never forget I had a general counsel friend of mine, and for years I never ever asked her to work with my firm. I used to do business development, actually internal for firms, and because um, I didn't want her to think that I was just friends with her because I wanted her business. And so I never asked her. And then one day we were out for drinks, and she said, Ellen, how come you've never asked me to work with your firm? Yeah, <laughs> my friend, yeah. my friend Karen does all the time, and um, and my firm sends her business. I mean, my yeah. my company. So yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, wow, it was just sort of um, eye-opening. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, because, you know, it's like your grandmother always said, you don't get something unless you ask for it. <laughs> and and at some point you do. It's just some people have a lot of trouble figuring out the the how. But, there, but you know, there is a how. I mean, somebody told me once that, you know, to, to my example of, you know, living next door to someone who could be a client of yours, mm-hmm. a good place to start is just kind of like, hey, hey, Bob, you know, uh, I realized I, I don't have a good idea of what you do for work. Like, what do you do? And so then gets the conversation going and you say, oh, by the way, I'm a lawyer. By the way, hire me. But you, you can't do it that <laughs> way, obviously. It's a um, – some people are better – than others that they just are right yep yep and but anyone can yeah. do it is i guess is what you would say is that right anyone can do it and and once you do it and especially if you see it work you're like wow i'm gonna keep doing this right yeah so yeah um so i learned something about you that i teased earlier so i'd be remiss if i didn't come back to it and that is that you dig cars and yes. so tell us i'm not a huge car guy but i it i wish i were because i'm jealous of people that are car fanatics because I wish I loved something as much as people love cars. <laughs> um, and again, not the Disney movie, though we did like it. <laughs> um, so tell, yeah, tell us what you drive. I have a Maserati, and um, oh, I always show off. Show, Get the hell out of my studio. Hey, it's not red, it's not yellow, okay. it's white, and it's four oh, nice. four door sedan, so four door sedan, all wheel drive family vehicle. Yep. Maserati. Yep. That is a um, an Italian car. I take it. It is. Yes. Yep. Okay. I, I can't tell my Ma- Maserati from my Lamborghini, 
but um, what what else what have you driven in the past? Is this is this your your pinnacle car, or is there another car that would be the next car that would be even more dreamlike? Yes. So I um, I have always wanted a red Ferrari, and I I'll, I'm into goal setting, mm-hmm. and um, I have actually a cast iron red Ferrari that I look at, and I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting pretty close there. So are uh, we talking matchbox size or uh, bigger than matchbox? A little size? bit bigger. A little yeah. bit bigger than yeah. matchbox. Yeah. Size. Yep. So. Okay. <laughs> red Ferrari, yeah, that has got to be the car that is pulled over more than any other car. <laughs> and I think I remember seeing a study on that, that uh, red cars get pulled over more than others. It, it is just human nature. It's like, uh, but I celebrate your dreams. My my mom <laughs> my mom did something similar when when uh, I was a kid, and she had she had gone to law school late in late in life i mean as compared to most i believe she was in her 30s and she went to night school at new england school of law which is now known as just new england law anyway so she got her degree uh god bless her and she had goals to get a fancy car and she always said i i was like why do you want that mom she's like i just want people to know i drive a fancy car (laughs) (laughs) and so the first sports car she got was the dodge daytona which i don't know if you remember that it it was uh yeah it was like Dodge's attempt to be like a Porsche Junior or something. Like it was nowhere near as luxurious as the Porsche, but it had some of the same curves. And uh, if I remember correctly, they were pieces of shit. Like they were always breaking down the Dodge Daytona. And then there was a Dodge Daytona Z. And no one was really sure what the Z stood for. I still don't know what it was, but it, it made it a little cooler. (laughs) <laughs> and um, then uh, she worked her way up to a Porsche, and she had a black Porsche, which was like her, um, you know, the absolute her absolute dream car. And everyone knew Susan Yaz, the hotshot lawyer, drove a Porsche, and that was good enough for her. And um, every once in a while, my brother, when he was a teenager, used to borrow it to impress the girls. I never drove it. I never knew how to drive stick so that left me out is your car an automatic or a stand it is an automatic but my husband actually has a toy uh, mustang gt that's i think a 1990 but it's a it's a standard transmission so i I drive that car too and i just wear a hat and sunglasses so no one you know recognizes me when i drive that (laughs) it's very loud very loud wow yeah they, do they make uh, standard transmission cars anymore? Um, so I used to have BMWs, and I always drove a 5 Series, which is their midsize, and I used to have to order them because um, oh. by, by that time, uh, they just sort of went away. But I, I actually love the automatic now. I, I It just, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I guess for the all the reasons that they invented automatic in the first place, right? I mean, yeah. it's just easier, but... My mom used to love the stick because she would say, this really feels like driving. And then your first gear and then your second gear. And I was so overwhelmed that, you know, when I was 16, I just wanted to learn how to put the key in the ignition and make it go forward. And so um, uh, I thought of you, uh, Ellen, because I saw this ad that's now been out probably for a number of months now, but it's an ad for Walmart. And it was, uh, to me, it was a genius idea. And what they did was they... I forget why it's in that. You know, we're going to play it, and I don't know how much is is will be uh, lost on our podcast audience because obviously you're just hearing the sounds. But it, let's just say it features famous cars from movies and maybe TV. But I don't know. Let's play it and see, and we can provide some. So that's obviously the Batmobile. 
And we've got the, the uh, souped-up station wagon from Ghostbusters. And yes, TV, Knight Rider. And there goes Lightning McQueen. And here comes the dog uh, van from Dumb and Dumber, right? That was, that was right? a good movie. Yeah. yeah. And now people are taking their Walmart packages. And oh, there's the mystery machine from Scooby-Doo. And Scooby just reached his hand out of it. And people are putting their Walmart wares into the back of their famous cars. Oop, there's the uh, car from Jurassic Park, and there are mini raptors almost eating a Walmart employee. <laughs> and um, now, finally, we've got a Walmart employee. This is tiring, narrating this. Uh, taking a uh, pumpkin out, and it's turning into Cinderella's uh, car. And there's the Flint Fred Flintstone's car. And Slimer from Ghostbusters is still running around. And uh, now we have a Transformer. I'm not a Transformers guy, so I don't know which one it is. It's the green one, and he just turned into a green... Is that a VW Bug? I think so. Ellen? Yeah, and now they save the best for the last, because now we've got the DeLorean from Back to the Future, of course, landing. And... Um, oh, don't worry. He calls everyone Michael. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, we got to go back. I didn't realize they were talking. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wow, this is a long ad. Uh, let's. I want to hear the exchange here because uh, it was a little jokey joke. About okay, here comes here comes the Back to the Future the DeLorean, and then there are womp. It's the future, Michael. Oh, I'm not Michael. I oh, don't worry. He calls everyone Michael. <laughs> uh, okay, that's pretty good. That was Kit from Knight Rider, who calls everybody Michael. We knew that. Very clever. Yeah, and yeah. so here's my question: Did they miss anything? I was trying to think. Um, oh, Megum Auction. That's it. Oh, I can yeah. think of one that they missed. Can you think of one that they missed? from? Fi well, I, mine is from TV. I don't know. Um, the, the Ferrari from Vacation? or? Oh, wait. No, yeah. there you go. No, uh, They had the uh, the wagon from Vacation, but not, not the wait, was Wait, was that in there? Yes. You, yep. I missed that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> Not my kind of car. The wagon queen <laughs> family truckster from <laughs> Vacation. That's yeah, right. the Griswolds. When you're taking the crew cross country, this is the car for you. Yep. And um, no, I was going to say the General Lee from uh, Dukes of Hazard. Oh, Yes, right, that's go. one right there. Um, we did not see Herbie the Love Bug, right? No. Uh, I imagine they like some of these. They probably tried to get the rights and just couldn't or something. Um, but other than that, that was a pretty comprehensive. Uh, good on you, Walmart. I mean, cars have nothing to do with Walmart, but you kind of made us um, made us appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so. Um, Hanging here with with Ellen Kylie, and we are going to return to the uh, compelling content of the Boston Podcast in a moment because Ellen and I are going to play good stuff where we recommend something good that you should read, watch, or otherwise consume. But before we do that, I need to tell you about our sponsor, the U.S. Postal Service, the second largest employer in the United States. And as we know, we still don't know who the largest employer in the United States is because Alexa is useless. You're terrible. <clears throat> <laughs> she just said, sorry, I'm not sure about that. Um, as a service to my uh, listeners here, in the middle of this live read, I am going to find out who is the largest uh, employer in the United States. You know what? It, 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 this is worth, this, this is science. This is research. We need to know. Right, Ellen? Yes. So, um, Important. But yeah. So you want to guess? It, so it's weird because the U.S. Postal Service is obviously a, a government entity. Mm -hmm. I don't think the largest employer... 
is a government entity, would it be? It could be the U.S. military. Could that be That's the largest true. employer in the yeah. – okay, largest employer in the world? No, in the U.S. Come on, Google. You're going to beat the crap out of Alexa. Yeah, I see you, Alexa. Oh, my God. This – shut up, Alexa. St stop. Stop. Ellen, th sometimes the universe comes together – and everything clicks on an episode of a podcast. And so we just viewed an ad for what company? Wow. Walmart, the largest employer wow. in the United States. Thank you. Thank you. I planned this whole thing out. I know. I know. Uh, the word genius gets thrown around a lot. And in this case, I will uh, humbly accept it. Although uh, I still don't know about the uh, U.S. military thing, and I'm having problems getting my uh, okay. Yeah, Walmart. The Walmart is wow. is by far the largest employer in the United States. 1.5 million Americans, but they are not a sponsor of this show. And you left out Herbie the Love Bug. So let me continue telling you about the second largest employer in the United States, the U.S. Postal Service, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today at usps.com backslash careers. From mail carriers to corporate management, the USP... You know what? I'm still blown away. We're sitting here talking about Walmart, and I'm talking about how I don't know who the largest employer is, and it's, and it's Walmart. Oh, what a day. What a day to be alive. You have um, ESP. I, I, I do. I definitely yeah. do have ESPN. Um, affordable service to the American public, as I was saying. The workers of the Postal Service are the backbone of the operation, and the USPS wants to develop an advanced career, so its development programs train and prepare employees for promotions and growth in a variety of business areas. Everything you need to know is at the website, usps.com slash careers, and it's the policy of the Postal Service to provide equal employment opportunity and prevent Employment discrimination. By the way, Ellen Kiley, excellent, excellent advisor to law firms who practice employment uh, discrimination law. You do that, don't you? It's I, one of the things that you do. I do. I just I do. thought, I thought yeah, I'd mention There's it. a lot of, lot of stuff out there on TV and new laws, and it's nice to get out there as an expert. Always. Yeah. There's always something in the news. I mean, the, um, you know, workplace discrimination, the harassment, Me Too, and everything in between, uh, non-competes, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Yep. Uh, as I was saying, the Postal Service seeks to attract and retain a diverse workforce in which the employees respect and value each other's differences and work to promote collaboration, flexibility, and fairness so that all employees are able to participate and contribute to their full potential. Apply today. That website, once again, usps.com backslash careers. The United States Postal Service deliver for the nation. Uh, so... I promised we were going to play uh, good stuff, so let's do that. Now, I'm having trouble finding the intro button to good stuff, and that is because my eye infection is in day 10, uh, or maybe day uh, 16 or something. Um, when you get old, everything gets worse. So, and I, how long have you been, have you ever been troubled for more than like a couple days by an eye infection, I Ellen? I have not. Usually I get and some ointment and I'm good. Yeah, ointment yeah. and good. Yeah. And, or this time ointment uh, wasn't good enough. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a burden. And it took me that long to find the intro music to our segment, Good Stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. I 
actually blew off an appointment with the optometrist yesterday because I had a busy day. But it would have been the third in three weeks. <sighs> As it turns out, you do really need your eyes. You yeah, do. It, uh, they do come in handy. All right, so for good stuff, Ellen, you were going to recommend a book that you said, and don't let me put words in your mouth, but life-changing for you. Yes, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Jack so Canfield, okay. He's the author who wrote um, Chicken Soup for the Soul books. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, ever since I read that book, I became very into the power of positive thinking, very motivated and driven by goals, and my life has just become more and more incredible ever since. So let me play devil's advocate, and I'm – I'm absolutely an expert on the subject because I haven't read one word of that book. No, uh, so no, obviously I'm not an expert, so take it for what it's worth. But self-help books, um, I, I think you're either a self-help kind of person or you're not. For those that maybe aren't, like I don't think I've ever actually read an entire self-help book. Um, why is it not answer my uh, cynical concern, which is that it's just going to be a bunch of pablum. It's going to be like, believe in yourself. like, it, And it's going to be like, well, yeah, if I believed in myself, I wouldn't need this book, blah, blah, blah. So so tell me, I mean, it, it, are we talking like it gave you a roadmap? Are we talking it was just flat out inspirational or what? I would say all of that. I mean, it just had a lot of things, just, um, you know, just a lot of good advice. And I liked how every sort of, chapter was very very brief so just lots and lots of great insight it was very motivating and um again it changed my life all right so i'm sorry give me uh, jack canfield did you say jack canfield yes um all right and the name of the book again sorry the success principles success principles i take it it's available on audiobook i have to imagine i imagine it's it, definitely uh, a bestseller and um, like when you read do you typically read stuff like that nonfiction, or you all across the board or what yeah, I mean, I don't. I I drive everywhere. I'm at my clients' offices all over the place, so I don't have a lot of time to read. And when I do read, I read motivation books. Really? Yes. yes. All right. Well, I, maybe I should start doing that. <laughs> it will change your life. Do you? I don't mean to ask you a personal question, but have you ever tried meditation? I have. I have an app actually on my phone. This uh, is going to be another good thing. Yeah. We're in the good stuff segment. Yeah. What What app is it? It's Aura. A U R A. A U R A. Aura. Okay. Right. Um. Yeah, Aura used to be only used as uh, names for exotic dancers, and now it's good that it's a, it's an app, I think. Oh. And so you you turn the thing on, and what it gives you, it does it tell you what to do? It's like relax, relax, relax now. You're not relaxing enough. No, I'm no, I'm kidding. It it, it sort of times out your your sessions. It plays a little new age music for you. What does it do? So it's a guided meditation. You can, <clears throat> excuse me, you can choose to do a three minute one, a five minute one. Um, and what I like is every day it will remind you to do your meditation because it can be, be very easily to easy to fall out of that practice. Yeah. So, and I certainly do myself. I'm um, having trouble falling into the practice. Yeah. My, I've tried it a couple of times. Um, I feel like when it works, I just fall asleep. Maybe that's my problem. I'm in too comfortable a chair, I think. Yeah. Well, I know my doctor says, um, you know, people should meditate before bed, and you're going to get a better sleep. You, you should you should yeah. do it before bed. So that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. So All right anytime you're stressed. Anytime. Do you do it every day? I, I aim to, to, but yeah. no, I don't. Okay. And, like... It's not like an instance, of course, I'm so like superficial. It's like, what do you get out of it right away? I want to get something out of it right now. Well, um, it, it, you have to stick with it in order to see benefits, right? But you yeah. actually do, like I've heard it can, like I heard somebody say like, hey, uh, it cleared up my skin. 
Like, which is like <laughs> I would never, I would never imagine in a million years meditation could do that. And maybe that's an extreme example. But do you find you just kind of, kind of a better peace during the day, that sort of thing? Things don't stress you out maybe as much as they. I, I think so, and it just sort of grounds you. I think it's really yeah. important to be grounded, and you know, life is busy, so it helps ground you more than anything. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I'll put in one entry for good stuff and it'll be something it of course for me i'm, I'm shallow I, I don't read books or meditate but um but i do watch tv and uh this is this is a stop the presses kind of show that you must must watch so you, have you heard of the show called fleabag i have not no okay no. not too many people have i think um but uh i talked about it on a previous episode when my cousin mikey introduced me uh to it um and so I watched it, and it is amazing. It, it's, it's this woman who's in her 30s. It's a British show, so you probably won't recognize any of the actor, actors, actresses, blah, blah, blah. And the, the shtick is that it's, you know, her, she's, she's single. She's kind of getting older. She's got a sister who's married and a pain in the ass. She's trying to kind of make her way through life and dating and things like that. And she turns to the camera, and she talks to us, the viewer. Which it's not the first show to have pulled this shtick, but it is the one, in my opinion. All right, hold on. I'm about to play a clip. It jumped the gun a little bit there, but it it does it best. It, it you really kind of not only does she talk to the camera, but she'll also sort of look at us in the middle of scenes, like she knows we're there, like experiencing this awkward moment with her, and she kind of makes a face. Here's a clip of her. I believe this is she's in the corner shop and she bumps into this guy that she's super attracted to and so let's see how this plays just picked up a little food and now she's reaching for a uh, tampon <laughs> and things are going to get embarrassing because here comes the guy hey hi Hey. Hey. It's nice to see you. <laughs> you too. Fuck me up the arse. <laughs> what are you getting? Oh, just these. For my tiny, bleeding vagina. <laughs> Hot. Yeah? Stop cubes. Hot. <laughs> Hope it's a light flow. Oh, <laughs> it never is. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> Listen, uh... You around later? Uh, yes, fucking yes, please. Yes, yes. <laughs> so if you couldn't tell, um, she, she has hooked up with that guy before and was kind of feeling desperate and lonely and was she was really happy she bumped into him. But when, first of all, it, okay, so apologies because this is totally not safe for work. But the first thing she says to the camera is she's explaining to us who he is and she says... He fucked me up the ass, right? As it, just as a little aside to us, and then when she when she answers his question, do you want to get together? She says yes, fucking yes, 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 yes. <laughs> That's to us. That's to the viewer. And then she just turns to him and says yes. And uh, the actress whose name I don't even know uh, it really pulls this off. And it, so it's irreverent to me. It's everything. Like Ellen, did you used to watch um, Sex in the City? That oh show? yeah, yep. yeah. So that show was new and different for its time. Mm -hmm very frank and and you know borderline profane about you know sex i mean it's in the title of the show after all um but to me uh, those characters were you could disagree with me if you want they weren't 
super real is the word is what we're looking for. Like they were kind of caricatures. I thought, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker was just a little too like happy about life. And then, oh my God, I'm not sure what I should do. And should I call big again or should I not? I'm not sure. And then the Kim Cattrall character was just so over the top, like throwing herself at every man and blah, blah, blah. I loved her. <laughs> Which one? The Kim Cattrall? Yes, she yeah. was hysterical. Well, she was probably my favorite out of the group. But um, this one, <laughs> this one is, it's almost like you feel like she's your friend, like, and you're kind of rooting for her. And so that was like, a uh, obviously, a, uh, a racy moment in the show, and but, and funny. Um, but there are, there are really deep themes also. Like, there, there's one kind of tragic thing that happens to our heroine. Um, that you slowly find out about as the the show unfolds. So it's everything. It's funny. It's poignant. It's very clever. Fleabag. It's on. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's on Amazon Prime. So go to Amazon Prime if you're not a subscriber. Then um, you can use my login information. The email address is. I'm not going to give you my login information. People do something for yourselves. Do what everybody else does. Borrow your parents' Amazon Prime uh, account or someone that you know. I just got that myself. Amazon Prime? Yeah, I love it. I've been ordering right? things like every day. I can't, I, I can't stop. I do too. Yeah. In fact, Ale Alexa, where's my stuff? This one <laughs> she should get right. Here are your deliveries. A delivery for an order placed yesterday should arrive today. Okay, what, what is it? A delivery for an order placed She's yesterday showing me. should arrive tomorrow. Yeah, she's telling me what, where my deliveries are, but I can't. You, you, you didn't mention what they were, Alexa. Terrific. Okay. You know, Alexa, go to sleep. Good night. By the way, I mean, I have the Alexa, the, uh, I should stop saying her name because she's good. It's the show. It's the Amazon show. And so it's a, it's a TV screen. So, uh, so Ellen, I don't mean to freak you out. I won't show this to anyone, but, um, Alexa, take a picture. So all you got to do is smile. That's concerning. Here it comes. Yep. Okay. So it's, Alexa is, is taking Ellen's picture right now. I'm, I'm, seated uh, away from the how to turn out mm, can't you can't even see she's so slow okay so it took Ellen's picture so great this is wow. good pod this is good podcasting I think here this is that's what this is all right shush Alexa stop tune in uh, next episode where I really tell Alexa off so uh, <laughs> we're up against the clock here but uh, Ellen Kylie you're awesome thank you um, you if, are too if you <laughs> thank you if you want to know more about Ellen it's emkconsultinggroup.com did I get that right you did thank you emkconsultinggroup.com I don't need to spell it for you people because you're an educated audience I know that um, I hope you had fun it was fun if you, absolutely I would love for you to come back sometime and hang out some more um, and thank you for listening to the Boston Podcast and spending a little time with Lonely Dave here in our Westwood studios. If you want a podcast of your own, check us out. Pod617.com is the website. It's easy enough for you to do a couple clicks. And before you know it, you'll be here in our Westwood studios visiting us and perhaps becoming your own podcast star. Wouldn't that be cool? Thanks again to our sponsor, the United States Postal Service. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend, colleague, or anyone, really anyone. We could use the attention. I'm doing my best here. Come on, I played a dirty clip for you where the woman talked about some really racy act that you wouldn't hear on a normal podcast necessarily. Who am I kidding? They all pull those tricks these days. Anyway, on behalf of Ellen Kelly, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy your day, everybody. You must be the other guy. <laughs> <laughs>